Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, VM Campos, and this is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community. Uh, I've got a special Flash episode uh, for you, and I've got a special guest. Welcome back, Keeb. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be back. Do you want to do any quick promotion of uh, where we can find you? Absolutely. On all social medias, I'm under the moniker Keebplays, K-E-E-B-P-L-A-Y-S. That's on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and on Twitch especially. Perfect. So as usual, I'm also on all of the social networks under VM Campos, basically. So what what we've got planned um, in this episode is... Uh, we've got a bunch of brand new uh, Ravnica Allegiance cards uh, that are really interesting. So we're going to talk about three that we've liked, and we'll just go back and forth um, and uh, see some interesting cards. So the first card that I've got here, actually, I've got like a theme. I've got three cards, and it's a theme. Uh, let's see if you can pick up on it. So the first one that I've got is Feral Maka. It's a creature cat. It's uh, one and a red, and it's a 2-2, and its abilities are absolutely nothing. It is a bear. It is a vanilla cat at 2-2, but in red. Now, I picked it because uh, I really like the art. This is by Jonathan Quo, and also the flavor text of it, which is, Lost are the lush meadows and verdant forests where Maka prowled and Lamasu soared. Lost are the wilds where our hearts were free. Diva, gruel storyteller. So it's a totally plain vanilla uh, cat. I like it. Um, was there a choice or a reason why you picked just the plain vanilla cat? Well, I saw that there were so many uh, really powerful cards being spoiled in Ravnica Allegiance, just a lot of epic effects and such. And so I kind of got nostalgic for a totally simple card. And what's simpler and more nostalgic than, you know, the classic grizzly bear, which was just one and a green. And it gave you a 2-2 bear. Well, here, 25 years later, we have the same card, but then in red. And it's this time it's a cat. Uh, it's funny that you picked this out because um, when me and my uh, friends who play together in real life um, play, we have a term for whenever the game's over, but you like are not ready to admit it we always call it kitties so we start like meowing or purring which oh. means like come on man you know you're done it's kitties it's oh, over that's so funny cool so we um actually in jest of this i didn't tell my friends one day and i made a complete cat deck with just all cats uh-huh. um it wasn't very powerful but the whole joke was there as soon as i started playing it they're like wait a minute and i threw like four cats down and i'm like it's kitties uh-huh. and I just back it up. And so it's funny you bring this up well, I also have uh, uh, two cat decks, two Celestia cat decks that I've made before in paper. Um, when I first got back into Magic in late 2017 and started playing with a playgroup, uh, I wanted to make my own deck, and I went back and, and made a modern, uh, a modern legal cat deck in green and white. And uh, recently, after I guess after M19. When uh, there were a few more cats, like uh, a Johnny's Pride made, I tried to make it again. So I also have like a couple of cat decks that I like. So this one is in the wrong colors for that deck, uh, but I was just picking a cat. No, it's awesome. I actually, I the art is awesome. I'm looking at it as we speak. And uh, I love when they have um, just a base card. They can put like a really long flavor text. I like that. Yeah, exactly. So that's one of my cards. What about yourself? 
All right. So the first one I chose, um, I was following uh, on Twitter uh, all the releases as the content creators. They were giving cards out for them to release and spoil. Um, this was one, and the reason I chose it was because, um, A, I thought it was pretty powerful, and B, it was the first card I saw in those spoilers that made me want to kind of like build a deck around it, if mm -hmm. that made sense. Mm -hmm. um, and this one is Frilled Mystic. It's uh, two forest, two blue. And the cool part about this card is flat. It's a creature. Mm -hmm. So you can flash it, and it also has flash. Mm -hmm. So you can counter target creatures or tar target spell when it comes in the battlefield. And I always get those uh, mixed up because I always forget the trigger words. And that one target any spell, which is what I think is really powerful about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at it too. And that's cool. You get a creature and you also get to counter a spell. So if you've got the mana, uh, you, you get a two for one. And I also like it because um, it's an elf. It's an elf lizard wizard. <laughs> yes. So you can pop it in an elf deck. You can put elvish mystics on it and that kind of stuff. And it will all pertain to it as well. Yeah, I was noticing that there were just a lot of crazy uh, combination of creatures in Simic this time around. So you have an elf lizard wizard. So you have synergy with your elf deck, your lizard deck, and your wizard deck. Yeah, and I mean, granted, it is a, it is a four drop, you know, with very specific color costs. But um, again, if it's in your hand and you're ready to play it and it's a little later in the game, uh, this could become very powerful for you. I think so. And the art also stands out. You, I kind of see like uh, more of the uh, elf part of it, but then, okay, I see the magic flowing from, from the hand. So, okay, that's the wizard part of it. And then if you look, the, the lizard part, uh, that's not a ponytail that she's got. It looks like it's a lizard's tail. It does look like a lizard's tail. You're correct. Mm -hmm. And I do like the flavor text on the card. Your arrival was expected and unwelcome, <laughs> which kind of pertains to the fact that, you know, you have to play it a little later in the game so you know something bigger is going to come in and you yeah. didn't want it. So I'm going to make it go away. Yeah, that's that's really good on flavor, actually, if you think about it that way, because you need four mana and you need the, the double Simic mana. So that would make sense a little bit later, but then you've got an answer. Yep. So I, th I just thought it was a very interesting card that can play into a couple different combinations and stuff like that. So it, it stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. um, are you thinking very much of having uh, maybe some sort of a Simic-themed uh, decks? Yeah, um, actually, and it will eventually pertain to my third card. But yeah, I do. I mean, I see a lot of the Simic and Merfolk coming out like that. And um, there's just so many cards now mm -hmm. in, in that realm that do so many things, especially with the blue removal and like, you know, it's, what's it, uh, the weaver or whatever, water sharp weaver, I think mm -hmm. it is or something like that. Oh yeah. The merfolk that just returns to hand, all that kind of stuff. Um, I used to not think that like, well, it's powerful, but I used to not play it as, as well as I could have like returning cards to hands because I'm like, Oh, they just get it back and they already had the mana to play it. So they just yeah. stalls them for a turn. But then you go against aura enchantment decks and you got this giant little baby creature that has a million auras on it. Yeah. Just return it to their hand and they lose all those cards. Yeah, definitely. That's the that's the problem with relying on on enchantments sometimes, especially if there's an answer, because then you lose all those enchantments, uh, not just the creature going back to hand. Yeah, and if they have some sort of uh, card where they can deg, drig, uh, dredge out of your graveyard, uh, they can use those enchantments against you as well. So. Mm -hmm. All right, for my second card, this is a complete functional reprint of a recent card, Prowling Caracal. 
It is a one and a white creature cat, and it's a 3-1 with a whole bunch of flavor text. So it's another vanilla cat. Um, I didn't think there were that many cats in this uh, in this set, but here's here's another one, Prowling Caracal, and I like it for a couple of reasons. Uh, when I got back into Magic, uh, Amonkhet Block had just been fully released, so we were in Hour of Devastation, and like I said, I was making a cat deck, so I was going back to see what are cats that came out, and there was Regal Caracal, one of my favorite cards. That one was an Amonkhet, which uh, was a 3-3 cat lord, so it gave all other cats plus one, plus one, and it also brought two cat friends with it, um, so it kind of stuck with me. Uh, so when I go back and maybe tune that cat deck, I've got another 3-1 cat that'll help uh, help my cat horde. No, that's that's awesome, and it, it's a red Oresco Swift Claw, basically, right? Well, it's in white, but uh, yes, it's... In... Oh, I'm sorry, it's a white as well? Okay, I apologize. Um, yeah. No, then it's just basically another Swift Claw, huh? Yes, you can have it. <laughs> you can have eight of them if you put the four Swift Claws and then the four Prowling Caracals. You've got eight um, three ones. I think that'd be overkill, but that'd be funny. I like to put those cards in like kind of a red-white deck sometimes, too, because they got a lot of speed on them. If you can get them out early, there's oh, a lot yeah. of strength to it. Mm -hmm. So, Or like sometimes I'll take that and I'll equip it with the, this creature can't block. What's it? Menacing something, I think it's called. Um, I forget yeah. a lot of card names, but I know what they do. But it gives it, you know, plus two, plus O or whatever, and it can't block or something like that. So Yeah, something about Rage. I think Maniacal Rage is the recent one that's that does is. that. Thank you. So this is an example of, okay, it's, it's a common card on the surface. It's totally... Uh, boring, perhaps in constructed, but if it if you're in limited, uh, yeah, I'd like to have a three one that I can get in there and do a little damage. Oh, absolutely, it's definitely in limited. Those ones, I pull those cards in limited all the time, just because I'm like, they're not going to be ready for it most of the time. <laughs> yeah, and you don't have to do flashy things to do damage and win the game. No, nope. turn three, you got a three one guy that's attacking. Exactly, and so I kind of also like the. The concept of it in terms of, okay, Ravnica is a plane that is a city. It still doesn't quite make sense to me, but the whole thing's a city. So everywhere that you go is a city. So like, where's all the nature? And uh, this one has the flavor text where it says, A hunter in the city requires the utmost cunning to survive. It must pounce only if the kill is certain and leave the remains where no one will see. Oh, wow, I didn't even think about it like that. That's pretty rad. When I was listening. That's one thing I have to get into a little more is the lore and stuff. I quite like it. Yeah, definitely the the flavor text uh, of these cards, of, of all magic cards, I'm starting to kind of pay attention to it here and there. And as for like the hardcore lore of reading the stories and such, I, w I was reading it between, uh, I guess, Hour of Devastation and, the, and a little bit into Dominaria. But then I kind of fell off because it is a big investment of, of time and reading. Uh, but the cards are, you know, close enough. They've got a story and you can follow some interesting concepts. No, absolutely. And it's something I've been trying to pay a little more attention to. Um, I have to thank you actually for sh sharing that article uh, that like really pegged like what, what type of people in history or in movies and stuff would mm -hmm. play as green or red or black. That whole article that you had posted was very interesting and it kind of got me into reading a little deeper into magic oh cool yeah i've got to put it in the show notes then it, it was a pretty cool article pretty deep article about i forgot the title of it but it was something like uh how 
I don't know, how life can be explained with the magic color pie or something like that. Yeah, no, it got really deep and it was actually very accurate. Like just um, especially how they were like, uh, they just like encapsulated everything in a very short amount of words, like white, you know, uh, whatever through order yeah. and et cetera, et cetera. I really liked all that. That was great. Mm, cool. What's uh, what's your second card? Uh, the second card I have, and this is actually the first one I saw on Twitter that really caught my attention, um, uh, Raktos the Showstopper. He is a multicolor, black and red, and he costs, it's four, uh, four, and then one black, one red, and he's flying trample, and the um, when Raktos the Showstopper enters the battlefield, flip a coin for each creature that isn't a demon, devil, or imp, destroy each creature when the coin when whose coin comes up tails mm-hmm. so it's got a bit of that like um randomness into it with the coin flipping which i kind of like um i feel it just makes gives it a little extra interesting um flavor when you're playing the game mm-hmm. um also obviously if you're building a demon devil or imp deck it's great for you um the, a lot of those tend to be flyers except cards like harvick devils or whatever mm-hmm. but um so basically you get to keep your flyers and um hopefully uh, you kill every other creature on the board. Yeah, uh, you leave it up to chance, which is like so red, uh, and then you get a big old creature, and it's legendary. So, if it wasn't, that'd be pretty cool. That suddenly you've got all of these six six uh, flying and tramplers, and so much coin flipping. So it's a good thing. <laughs> right. It's a good thing. It's a legendary. No, absolutely. And it, again, it, I mean, a six drop six, six flying trample is a decent card to begin with, yeah. you know? So I just think adding that make adds a little fun to it. The art on the card is amazing. Um, yeah. he, he looks very uh, menacing and intimidating uh, with all the fire coming out of his head and the, the flaming scythe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love that the flavor text, no, though there's not a lot of room for it, it just says, entertain me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is the one guild that I just don't get that Rakdos is like this weird uh, Cirque du Soleil from hell or something. Right. And this is their, this is their leader. So it's officially Rakdos cult or like, what's the other adjective for them? I think it's Ooh, right. that's a good question. I think it's just, uh, yeah, right. I don't know. Rakdos guild was all that I heard. Yeah. Cause I always just hear it. People talking about Simic Azorius, but they all have a fun also adjective like the Azorius Senate and the Simic oh, that's combine. Right. So I'm pretty sure I heard somewhere about like cult Rakdos or the, or the yeah, cult, cult of Rakdos is what I'm looking at right now. It's ah, okay. Yeah. So this is, this is Rakdos. This is who everyone uh, worships and uh, does uh, circus tricks for. It says Rakdos embodies hedonism. Uh, okay. He's also a consummate entertainer whose mere appearance is an act of grisly performance art. So being the showstopper coming in and he's just killing things. <laughs> yeah. And then I heard Maybe. elsewhere people talking about uh, that's going to look fun on arena with these coin flips. Oh, God. I was, I was literally thinking the same thing. And it's funny you bring that up. I was wondering how it's going to play out on arena. There's been like one creature that I've seen uh, that has a coin flip mechanic. Have you ever run into that in, in arena yet? I have not. I have not run into the coin flip yet. It happens kind of fast, but it's some red creature, and maybe it's one of these cyclopses that came out recently. And so the idea is you flip two coins because it's a, it's a not a cyclops, a double-headed. What do you call a double-headed creature? Oh, um, I know you're talking about, but I don't know the term for it. So this double-headed creature comes in and it flips a couple of coins, and it's like two little coins with. 
uh, what was on them, like like a star on one side and nothing on the other or something. And there's like these little gold coins that flipped. So we might see more of those if uh, Rakdos uh, stops the show. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, nice. Uh, my third card. Uh, you might finally get the theme from here. This is Twilight Panther. It is a, uh, a single white mana creature cat spirit. So all of the cards that I chose for this at the moment are cats. And uh, this is another white one. It's a 1-2. And it has an ability this time. It's not a vanilla like the others. For one black mana, Twilight Panther gains death touch until end of turn. So this is a really vicious uh, spirit cat. Because one touch and you're dead. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I didn't realize it was like you're saying it's a cat spirit. So it can go into spirit decks as well. Mm-hmm. Which tends to be black white. Mm-hmm. I personally love anything with Dutch with Death Touch because mm-hmm. I know when I play against it, like if there's a one drop, like a one drop, one one Death Touch guy on the board, it will stop almost anything I have for yeah. the most part from attacking. Yeah, you, you know, you definitely take a pause when you see that. Absolutely. Or or if say you got four guys and they have three guys and one that's Death Touch, you don't want to run them all because you know your most powerful guy is going. So yeah. it's just crazy. I quite like it. I think it's a really good early game. Or if you're having a really bad hand and you at least have a death touch creature on the ground, you can can stave off a few turns with it. Mm-hmm. So it does get that synergy with that one. I think it was an M19 something. That one spirit lord that came out recently. Uh, Supreme. I think it's Supreme Phantom. That sounds right. It gives all other spirits plus one plus one. So it'll play with that. Yeah. No, Absolutely. Yeah, you were correct. It is Supreme Phantom. And then uh, this definitely then with the black and the white. So Orzhov, Orzhov Syndicate, you'll have some synergy there because their big new mechanic is uh, making spirits when something dies. Yep, that is the new mechanic. So my, um, and it's funny you're saying that because um, I was I recently signed up for pre-release uh, with for paper cards, mm-hmm. uh, one of my local comic shops. And I was trying to decide. I was either I first chose Rakdos because I just wanted to play something a little out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. and um, but I ended up switching to Gruel um, just because I like red green. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I was looking up like all the new trigger keywords and all the like, um, themes and mechanics. Here we go. So it's a Dendum for Azorius Senate, Spectacle for Cult of Rakdos, Riot Gruel Clans, mm-hmm. Afterlife for Orzhov Syndicate, oh. and Adapt for Simic Combine. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, it's cool how they can, after you learn the mechanics, you can really just shorthand it as that name, uh, Addendum or Riot. Uh, so it's kind of interesting in, in general about the construction of the game that uh, if you ever look back at like really old cards, they have so much rules text, like such tiny text on the, uh, on the card to fully explain it. And nowadays, mm-hmm. it seems like they can really get into more economical ways to explain things. Which uh, which like ability did you were you excited about being introduced? If I may ask you a question here, real quick. Sure. I guess I'm liking the afterlife because just of the um the flavor of it, but then also the value. You get a creature first of all to do something to attack, to block, etc., and then it dies, but then it still serves you in death as a spirit, maybe even more than one. So I think I, I like that flavor wise and also mechanic wise. Yeah. No. That's yeah. That's really cool. So I think what I'll go for is is Orzhov this time in the pre-release. I'm liking the 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 black white aligned guild. Gotcha. 
Yeah, I chose. I chose. I'm going with Gruel. I like, um, especially in in sealed or any sort of limited. Um, I tend to play faster decks because it's just what I can wrap around my head, my head sure. around better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I really like that it can enter with a plus one plus one counter or haste. Yeah. So if I, if I don't need him to go yet, I can make him stronger. So that's what I went with Riot, which is what that is. Yeah, I think that sounds really cool sounds because cool. it uh, gives you that option. Are you going to be hasty at the moment or are you going to be defensive? So depending on the part of the game, early game, late game, um, it's it's almost modal. Uh, so that's really cool. Yeah, that was just my personal choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's your third card? And my third card is um, another multicolored card because I'm I'm really liking what they got with the multicolors in here. Mm-hmm. And I went with and the reason I chose this card and speaking earlier to my distaste for the Morphold decks right now, especially <laughs> in uh, in uh, arena right now. Yeah. Um, I chose Combine Guild Mage. Mm-hmm. And the reason I chose Combine Gilmage was because it's just a two drop, one green, one blue. Uh, it's a mer- Merfolk Wizard, so again, it synergizes with all those decks. And then um, it has two activated abilities that are pay and tap. Mm-hmm. So um, the first one is uh, one any color and one forest, tap this creature. And this turn, each creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter. Mm. So if he's already on the battlefield and you already obviously have that mana to pay, you just tap him, and then anything comes in with an extra plus one, plus one, mm-hmm. which is very strong, especially when you're running that synergy with Merfolk because they seem to get buffed up really fast when I'm fighting them yeah. in Arena. Yeah. And then what I thought was really interesting about this card, and which will probably annoy me a lot when I play against it, is uh, for one any color, one blue, and tap the creature. You can move a single plus one plus one counter from a target creature you control onto another creature you control. Mm-hmm. So you would have to be playing out a game to really like see how this would help you. Um, but uh, I mean, if somebody maybe you have a really countered up creature that gets, uh, you know, gets. Um, gets locked down mm-hmm. you can just move those slowly oh, move yeah. those counters onto another creature or i mean there's a ton of different things you could do but i just thought it, it offered a lot of options that merfolk don't need any more options so <laughs> kind of it kind of annoyed me just because i keep getting stomped out it just seems so quick every time i play an arena that merfolk deck comes out and as long as they have a couple of the, you know as with any hand as long as you have yeah. the proper cards but um they just seem to get buffed up really fast and these little guys with explore just yeah. get really strong yeah, that, that Merfolk deck, you know, people people can play what they want to play, but definitely whenever I see a Merfolk uh, deck starting off at a certain point, I'm like, I don't know, do I really want to keep going? Because I know what they're going to do. Like, It's the same, you know, it seems like six cards or less is what that deck is all about. And it works. It works for people and, and all of that, but they don't need any more help. Yeah, no, that was just, I was like, great, another Merfolk, very strong. It's only an uncommon, it's a two-drop, and the active ability, activated abilities cost what the card costs to drop. So as soon as you yeah. get that on the board, you can start working with it. So since um, since I haven't been around Magic a, a, as long as you, uh, or back with it, I mean, um, I don't remember this this mechanic of moving counters around being in some of the recent sets. Do you remember it in any you know earlier sets? I- I couldn't name the card, but I do remember it maybe four or five years ago. Like, again, when I started really playing again, was Gate Crash, Theros mm-hmm. Block, Journey into Nyx. Um, I believe there was a card somewhere in there that could do it as well. I remember that only because I remember seeing it and being like, that's a fun mechanic, but there's mm-hmm. not a lot of things to make it work. No. You know, like there maybe it was one card for it or something. 
like that. Mm -hmm. So it's very niche. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they're trying to, it's a good way to bring in kind of a new mechanic, I guess, if that's what you want to call it, um, without having to like change much. Yeah. Um, I think this one might be one of the strongest ones because the activated ability, again, isn't that bad. Some of the other guild mages that have come out are, are a little bit more expensive in their activated abilities. But here, you've you already paid the mana. You've got the mana ready to use right on the next turn because, you know, after summoning sickness and on some of these other ones that I've seen, it's a little bit more investment of, of mana. But I guess it fits with whatever colors that, that mage is in. No, absolutely. And I forgot that like guild mage is kind of like an archetype as well because i ran a mill deck that had a a black blue guild mage that um anytime you milled a creature i think it was into somebody's or any kind of creature went into somebody's uh graveyard and you activated it you gained a life and an opponent lost life or something i might have that wrong completely but uh it's just in the same sect you know like the guild mages have basically these activated abilities mm -hmm. well it's really cool how they've been able to put together conceptually all of these ideas of that's a sub theme as well. I'm running a, I'm running a guild mage deck. And if you go back to the previous uh, times we've gone to Ravnica, there's guild mages in there. So uh, someone, if they're playing modern or uh, I guess uh, a vintage or legacy and such, they could put together a really cool uh, guild mage tribal deck. Yeah. Um, and I pulled it up. This one was called, the one I was referring to was Dusk Mantle Guild Mage. Again, a two-drop black-blue. Uh, this did not have a, a tap ability. It was just a straight paid mana. But whenever mm -hmm. a card is put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere this turn, that player loses one life. So, And then a card, which is not a creature. I was way off on that. Mm -hmm. And then the four pay activate is a target player puts the top two cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Mm -hmm. So basically, if you had seven mana you could mm -hmm. or unlimited mana you could just mill them and make them hurt each time yeah definitely i'm looking at it there i don't recognize that symbol but yeah it was from a few years ago yeah i'm pretty sure that's a gate crash symbol yeah that's the uh they're just expanding upon the guild mages and it looks cool mm -hmm. so uh we've got uh, three cards for myself and yourself with a variety of concepts and and abilities that we're going to get to uh, be able to play with them very soon. So I wanted to do this sort of like flash podcast about here's some things that that we like that we can't wait to uh, to to play with. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I, I'm already signed up for my turn. I'm registered for uh, again uh, the Gruel Clan, mm -hmm. uh, my local my local comic shop, and I'm actually excited to meet some people I don't know and play them face to face get out of my comfort zone a little bit here. Arena has been making it very easy for me to stay home and just play Magic. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Same here. Uh, it's just so convenient. And then it'll be even worse when it's on mobile and then we'll uh, just be looking at our phone playing all day long instead of uh, uh, communicating with the real world. Uh, I was talking to my girlfriend about that. I'm like, once this goes on mobile, you know, that's all I'm going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get a waterproof phone so you can also use it in the shower. Oh, God. Don't even get me started. <laughs> Well, as we wind down, what um, uh, what would you like to promote one more time? Again, my name is Keep Plays on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Um, I am a variety streamer. Uh, stream almost daily. Uh, come check me out on Twitch. Thank you. And again, I'm VM Campos. I'm on Twitter, Patreon, uh, Instagram, all the fun stuff. 
Twitch as well. Um, I usually do my streams on Saturdays uh, in the morning and in the evening, 11 a.m., 11 p.m. Check your local uh, time zone to see when that's at. So this has been VM Campos, and I'll see you in the arena. 